I am Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to the Prairie Doc radio program. I'm filling in today for Joan Hogan, and I help with fundraising efforts for the Healing Words Foundation, which is the nonprofit organization that supports this radio program, on-call television on South Dakota Public Broadcasting, and other efforts to provide honest, science-based medical information. We are going to spend some time today talking about pneumonia, influenza, and the topics of interest to you. If there's a topic or a question you would like to have us discuss, give us a call at 692-1430. With me today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine, and he practices with the Avera Medical Group Brookings, the Brookings Health System, and serves on the board of the South Dakota Academy of Family Physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Last time I saw you, we were trying to get the kids out the door. <laughs> yes, we, we did that a couple minutes behind, but we got it accomplished, <laughs> didn't we? Um, so I know you've had the opportunity to be on the show a couple times, the radio show a couple times, and yep. I've had the opportunity to be on the show a couple of times, but this is our first, first time, time together. together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So we think. Yeah. At home, can they see the butterflies <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the birds chirping in the background? I don't yes, know. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, we thank uh, Dr. Home and Joan for trusting us uh, and giving us an opportunity to do this. So yeah. it's nice to, nice to be here together doing this. Um, well, we're going to talk a little bit about pneumonia today. That's uh, the topic that we um, can read about from Dr. Holmes' essay this week, and um, just wanted to talk a little bit about that. So could you start by telling us a little bit about pneumonia? Pneumonia, yeah. You know, I, it is a great article that kind of introduces the topic, you know, kind of talks about how so many times a person can get a cold, and uh, and that's all it is, you know, with the with the runny nose, a little sore throat, some congestion, maybe maybe some fevers for a couple days, and then and then start to get better. And of course, that cough, that tickle, can last for a good two weeks sometimes. But uh, sometimes, as you're starting to get better, then sometimes you can start to get worse again. And because that that cold might have irritated the lungs and and set you up for pneumonia, so then. So then with, if, if you're getting better and then you're starting to get worse again, and now the fevers are coming back and you're getting more short of breath and you're getting more, more congestion and, 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 and more uh, sputum, you know, spitting stuff up, sometimes that could mean that you could be getting pneumonia. And, uh, and so it was a, it was a, it was a nice uh, article to kind of introduce that topic and, and uh, think about it. So if we are having those symptoms, um, have the cold, get a little better, but then um, getting worse again, what, what do you recommend we do? Recommend come, coming in and, and seeing, seeing a doctor because, uh, you know, it'd be nice to catch that early if there is something like pneumonia and, and uh, uh, get assessed. You know, and, it's, and it, it might still be something that's viral. There's, uh, there's viral pneumonias. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and we don't necessarily want to just automatically start antibiotics all the time and maybe even five ten years ago we would have more likely done that but boy you know even in my almost seven years of practice uh i've seen more and more antibiotic resistant and and antibiotic uh problems that mm -hmm. that that can happen so you may think oh get in early and and get an antibiotic right away as soon as i get a cold well Starting one too early, it doesn't prevent the pneumonia, and it can make things make things worse. Um, I don't know if you want to 
catch no, a break? Or yeah, I think we will take our first break, and um, we'll talk a little bit more about yeah. the antibiotics and yeah. some of that um, after our first break. And if you'd like to give us a call at 692-1430 with your questions, we look forward to answering those. Welcome back to the Prairie Doc radio program. I am Laura Ellsworth, filling in for Joan Hogan, and Dr. Andrew Ellsworth is here with me in the studio. Uh, before the break, we were discussing a little bit about pneumonia and um, if going in to see the doc, and we were talking about how um, antibiotics are sometimes helpful and sometimes not. Yeah, I mean, they're life-saving. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the beauty is, you know, if you do have an early pneumonia or anything, it, it, they work amazingly well. Um, you know, whether it's a Z-Pak, azithromycin, or, or something like a Le Levaquin, or, or um, Augmentin, or, you know, Moxicillin even, you know. So uh, th all those different antibiotics can be very helpful, um, but, uh, but they can, they can be har harmful too. So we want to think about the, the judicious or wise use of them. Um, there's a, a bad diarrhea that sometimes can happen. You know, we have normal gut bacteria in our gut and uh, you kill off some of the good bacteria and sometimes a bad bacteria can start forming and one of those is c diff clostridium difficile you can get c diff colitis and uh, that can be really hard to get rid of it can be spread from person to person too and so uh, that's another re reason why probiotics are a good idea so if you are on antibiotic, you might want to take a probiotic to decrease your chances of getting C. diff colitis. Um, but I sure am seeing that a lot more now than, than I used to even five years ago. So, uh, so we want to we use antibiotics when they're needed. And that's where, you know, getting the, the consultation with an expert uh, in the clinic and saying, okay, you know, does this look like a bacterial thing where we can help out or is it a viral thing where we're going to have to give it more time? We'll have to see. And, you know, and, and we can help uh, with thinking about uh, other, other treatments. You know, mu mucinex, the guafenicin is the ingredient in mucinex and often robitussin. Uh, that can, as an expectorant, can loosen up the, the, the congestion in your chest to help loosen it up and get it up and out. Mm -hmm. so, so when I start to get a cold, I like to take mucinex to help loosen it, to help get it up and out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's the decongestants to help with the symptoms, but you have to be careful with some of those like Sudafed, because if you have high blood pressure, that can make it make your blood pressure worse. But there's uh, uh, coracetin is a little bit better if you have high blood pressure. Uh, phenylephrine is kind of a weaker decongestant. That's what I like to use because it's not quite so strong as the Sudafed and make me feel loopy or sleepy as much or anything. So that often has a PE after it. So if you get a, you know, Tylenol PE, the PE is the phenylephrine, that decongestion. And maybe I'm getting <laughs> way, way deep here and, and yes. that's a lot of information. But there's, so there's just so many, you know, depending on what your symptoms are, if it's because your nose is mostly stuffed, you know, maybe you'll take Afrin for a couple of days, but no longer than that, because then it can have a rebound effect and then you're always taking it. So, <laughs> so colds and, uh, colds and the flu kind of come in all shapes and sizes of and course. you kind of have to figure out your symptoms and um, yeah. what you need and if it's um, 
serious enough that you need to come into the clinic and look at some other options as well. Now, talking back about pneumonia again, um, what are what what are some of the risks if um, pneumonia lingers? What if you're not get, what if you don't get it treated right away? What are why is the, it important to the, get the it? infection can get into your bloodstream and through your body and it can be it can be deadly. I mean, you know, it, 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 it lowering your blood pressure and pretty soon you really need help. Mm-hmm. And then you need to be in the hospital with strong IV antibiotics and IV fluids and maybe medications to keep your blood pressure up so your organs get the blood flow they need. And uh, and so uh, so the warning signs of, of, of pneumonia would be the fever and cough and chest pain and, um, you know, worsening symptoms mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe runny nose, little sore throat some congestion, had a fever for a day or two that was low grade and then got better. And then now I've got this lingering tickle, you know, that's probably not a bacterial pneumonia going on. So there's a lot of stuff going around. It sounds like, um, we had our son was sick last week. Um, what are, what are some of the things you're seeing? Um, if your if your child comes (laughs) home with, or if you come down with a fever, um, what, what do you think it might most likely be? Well, we're just getting over the hump with influenza this year. And it was, it, you know, it, it, it was a, a, a big year for influenza. I'd say a little milder year, milder influenza, but certainly some people that got it wouldn't agree with that. Um, I think the flu shot worked a little better this year, kind of took the edge off for some people. It prevented other people from getting it. Um, it it doesn't work perfectly though, um, but influenza when it hits, it's often like a hit hit like you got hit by a truck. I mm-hmm. mean, you're just achy all over. It came on suddenly, fevers and chills, and maybe some chest pain or sore throat and body aches and just feel really down and fatigued and tired, and uh, wears you out and kind of comes on quickly. And that often can be influenza, especially if it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can get in and, and get help, we, you could get a medication, an antiviral medication that if taken within those first 24 to 48 hours is most effective. Mm. Now, you're, it's not going to get rid of it like that. It might only shorten the duration of symptoms from seven days to six days or six days to five days, or at least take the edge off some. But if it is going to help, you have to you have to get it onto it early. Okay. And now if, so if, 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 if for those over age 65 or under age two or with a chronic medical condition such as diabetes or uh, lung disease, uh, those are certainly the ones we especially want to get treated okay. with the, with the antiviral medication. Gotcha. All right. I think it's time for us to take our next break. And following these words from the Vera Medical Group, Dr. Ellsworth and I will be happy to discuss the medical issues of interest to you. Give us a call at 692-1430. Welcome back to the Prairie Doc Radio Program. I am Laura Ellsworth. And in the studio today with me is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth. And we've been discussing pneumonia, influenza, uh, some things about antibiotics. We had a few follow-up questions regarding that. Um, one question was, if you've had pneumonia in the past, are you prone to getting it again? 
you can be not necessarily but if it left a little bit of damage in the lungs or a little scarring or something it, it seems like that can leave some people more susceptible okay. in the future um either way you know try to get vaccinated for influenza in the first place you know influenza is one where yes you can fight it off yourself but then sometimes that puts you susceptible to getting pneumonia like a bacterial infection or something else on top of it or other complications and that's where influenza is a big killer with some of those other secondary other infections that can arise more easily um and and so get the flu shot and then there's there's shots for pneumonia too pneumonia shots uh we recommend everyone over age 65 get the pneumonia shots and now there's two of them um, one of them covers 13 strains of pneumonia. The other one covers 23 other strains of pneumonia. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so we recommend getting those. And that doesn't cover everything. It's so not a guarantee. you get both shots? You get both usually? shots, okay. uh, uh, not at once, Okay. usually a year later. Um, and uh, and then some some people that are more have risk factors or are maybe they're on steroids and so they're more susceptible to infection or maybe they've had cancer or maybe they have diabetes or, or, or such, then some of those people, we want to get those pneumonia shots at a younger age too. So hmm. something to talk about during your annual, annual wellness visit. Sure. I'm not familiar with that. So is it something, how often do you have to get that shot then? Cause you said they're your part. So. Yeah. So recommendations have changed over the years. Some okay. as it is right now, you get it once before age 65 and then once again after age 65. There's a couple other scenarios where you might get it more often, but Okay. For for those shots, it, uh, usually just one time. Then after age sixty five. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Very good. Right. Uh, someone was asking about what's double pneumonia, and and basically that would be uh, pneumonia on on both sides of the lungs. Hmm. Okay. All right. We did have a um, question that was called in earlier. Um, so thank you for those. We welcome everyone's questions. You can give us a call at 692-1430. Uh, this caller says, Dr. Oz recommends men drink a gallon of water a day and women three quarters of a gallon. Why the difference and why that much? What do you think? You know, uh, it is a good idea to, to drink water. It's going to be so much better than drinking pop and whatever else. Um, even diet stuff, boy, there's more and more evidence that some of those ingredients in diet pops and diet sodas, yeah, maybe you're not getting the, the sugar, but you're getting these other artificial sweeteners that uh, actually may increase your risk of stroke and, and dementia and, and some other things. That, that, so it's, in the end, it's just better to drink water and drink, drink a lot of it. Now, some people can't drink too much water if they have some heart problems and fluid problems. But uh, in general, yeah, you know, I think that sounds all right. A gallon for a man, maybe three-fourths gallon for a woman. In general, the difference might be just because of weight. Uh, you know, another recommendation is basically an ounce for every pound hmm. that you weigh. Um, that sounds like a lot. I haven't done the math. But, uh, but in general, I guess if you shoot for a total of about a gallon for a man, three-fourths of a gallon, I think that sounds, sounds reasonable, okay. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what are um, what are some things that happen if you don't have enough water in your system? Like why why is it important for us to drink a lot of water? Your body uses that water to help flush out toxins and waste. Um, it's good for your kidneys. You can start to have kidney problems, especially if you get dehydrated. Um, and that's why you know, like when you have a, a, a cold it, 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 or uh, influenza or pneumonia or anything, we want to give the body fluids to help flush things out. Mm-hmm. 
and get better and get rest. So another key to influenza and pneumonia and everything else is to get good rest in the first place to help your body's immune system. Sure. So yes. try not to stay up late. Yes. Yes. We, um, in our house, we were, we don't do much with pop, but when Eli is sick, our nine year old is sick, we let him have a little Sprite and that's like the a little perk, right? So yeah, to help him stay perk. hydrated, but to get him to drink more, <laughs> to drink more, I right? Suppose. So, but yeah, the, um, so it's important to, to keep ourselves hydrated. Yes. Preferably with water. Um, when we're not feeling well, that's a yep. good point yep. too. Now, if it's, you know, if you've been throwing up and losing fluids that way, diarrhea mm-hmm. and vomiting, you know, maybe something like the Pedialyte or uh, Gatorade or Powerade or something with some electrolytes in it to help replenish some of your potassium and other electrolytes that you lose mm-hmm. from that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Very oh, I wanted to one mention we should maybe after break or not, but mm-hmm. uh, we should talk about preve- uh, another thing in prevention of spreading infection. So if you have, if you think you might have influenza and if you've been told you have influenza or whatever, yes, you know, there's the wash your hands and use those sanitizers, cover your mouth, maybe with, with your elbow when you cough rather than your hand when you cough. You maybe don't need to be shaking everyone's hands all the time everywhere. I'm guilty of that myself, but uh uh, and, uh, and you're for influenza, you, you, you shed it for about a week from hmm. when symptoms start. So even okay. if you're feeling a lot better by day five, uh, you might still be able to spread the infection. So, so really probably stay home and avoid crowds for, for a week. Um, have you found that as you've been working with patients, have you found that employers and such are pretty understanding when you, when they have to tell um, they're who they're working for. Like, yeah, hey, I mean, I you, they better be. Week. Otherwise, yes. you get everyone else sick there. Mm-hmm. So in general, people, <laughs> that's kind of the policy is, yep, stay yep. home. Yep. And they yeah, it's that. hard. You know, it's it's tough sometimes and you got work to do. But mm-hmm. but it's not going to help by making everyone else in the office sick, too. Right. Yeah. And I know it's really been going around the school systems as well. So um We've, I, it's been a rough winter for those school-aged kids oh with boy. all these snow days and late days and all of that. And so to throw in uh, the influenza and different things that are going around to and miss some more strep school. Still, strep still going around yes. some. And so. RSV, that's another virus that can cause pneumonia sometimes, especially for kiddos. For you and I, it might cause common cold symptoms. I mean, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And for some kids, it can cause bad cold symptoms, but for some kids, they end up with really trouble breathing and in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. Yeah. So it's good to protect others too and uh, stay back if you are able to when, when you're not feeling well. Um, and right, those good, good reminders to wash our hands and um, cover our mouths and all those good things. Very good. Well, we'll take our next break. And following these words from Avera Medical Group Brookings, Dr. Ellsworth and I will be happy to discuss the medical issues of interest to you. Give us a call at 692-1430. Welcome back to the Prairie Doc radio program. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and in the studio with me is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth. We've been talking about pneumonia. Um, we've been talking about drinking water and how important that is. Um, we talk about how to not spread our germs, um, try to help prevent some of these things from going around. Um, 
let's talk a little bit about what we can do to enhance our immunity, help protect us from getting sick in the first place. Well, we talked about uh, getting plenty of rest. Mm -hmm. And we talked about... What, uh, is, what is plenty of rest? How do, we, <laughs> how do we define that? You know, I'd probably shoot for eight hours of sleep at night if you can. I know that sounds tough for, for, for some people and some people's schedule, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, that'd be good. And of course, when you are sick, it's going to be more than that. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, um, eating a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. Drinking plenty of water, like we talked about. Uh, uh, maybe consider, you know, vitamin C has been helpful. Uh, sometimes zinc has shown to be helpful. And so there's some vitamins that, that could be helpful. Um, and, uh, and we talked about getting some inf uh, immunizations. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, the flu shot and the pneumonia shot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the list might include some some others washing your hands and uh and using the the hand sanitizer mm -hmm. covering your cough with your elbow um and uh you know i wanted to mention also uh we we changed our test over at the the clinic this year for influenza we switched to a pcr test okay what uh, is this a polymerase chain reaction but pcr it's, it, we're actually testing for the genetic material itself uh, for influenza A or influenza B or RSV or strep for that matter. And so now the test is darn near 100% perfect, 99.9 something. Uh, and so before, now it takes a little bit longer to get the test back. So when we're testing for inf influenza or strep or RSV, it takes uh, a little bit longer to get it back, but it's darn near perfect. So before there'd be a couple times where strep, it might come back positive when really it wasn't going on mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. there in the influenza test sometimes it could have come back negative when it really was going on but now it's nearly perfect on both ends where we're catching it and we're not missing it and we're saying it is when it is and isn't when it isn't okay. so that's uh that's nice uh now just so you know i mean you know those tests comes with a cost too mm -hmm. and we don't always have to do the test um it tests could be helpful to know uh, for family members, because mm -hmm. that medication to treat influenza, uh, sometimes we'll, if, you know, if there's a little baby or, an, uh, or, or someone over age 65 or someone with chronic medical conditions, we, or in the nursing homes, we'll give them the Tamiflu medication to help prevent uh, them getting influenza. So if your older sibling has it, um, if you have a young baby, then you might give yeah. it to them. Okay. But otherwise, you know, if you're a healthy young adult or teenager or something in, and everything's looking okay and no signs of pneumonia, mm -hmm. uh, we may need to let it run its course and, we, and it might not really be worth testing for it. Uh, we can just diagnose it by saying, yeah, you've got all the symptoms in influenza. It's influenza season. It's really going around right now. That looks like what it is. Mm-hmm. So to do this test, is it the same like swab? Oh, it and it's so much better than it used to be too. It's just a swab right inside the nose. Oh, um, okay. We used to have to go way back inside the nose and people didn't want to do the test just for that reason because it was a little awkward or felt funny or kind of hurt. It didn't take too long, but sure. um, but now uh, now we just can actually go right inside. Just, just You could even do it yourself hmm. if you wanted to. Uh, and, uh, so it's, it doesn't, doesn't hurt and doesn't, doesn't, isn't bothersome like it used to be. And this is the same, you'd use this test for strep as well or not? 
uh, the strep test would be down in your throat. So. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what I don't That's like. <laughs> 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 the one where they reach in there and scrape the back of your throat. That's the one that I I don't like. It's with like a little Q-tip thing. <laughs> so yeah. we got to work on that one still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Well, that's good to know. So this test is for mostly for influenza. Is that right? The PCR? The, well, that's we're testing for the genetic material of PCR for all of these tests now. So for strep, influenza, and okay. RSV, okay. it's this new new test. It's really specific. goes right to the genetic material. Okay. And you said it takes a little while to get your... It takes a little longer. Like, I mean, but you should have... An, a, 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 it's still within an hour. You oh, should have okay. a result. Okay. So you might get a phone call with your results. Yeah. So sometimes we're sending people home and saying, hey, we'll call you with the results. Or you could stick around yet. Sure. Depending on the situation. Sure. Okay. Very good. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else for... Um, anything else for helping to prevent these things? Anything else you wanted to cover regarding pneumonia or um, preventing? Well, it kind of comes back down to if 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 you get sick with something and it's really bad to begin with, it's probably influenza, and you might want to come in early so you can get help early. Mm -hmm. If it's kind of milder at first, it's probably more likely a cold that we may not be able to do much to help, and you. You know, get your rest, push it, take it easy, push fluids, and give it a few days. And then if it seems to be getting better, but then getting worse again, you might be starting getting pneumonia. And, you know, so if you're getting fevers and, and chills and, and some chest pain and shortness of breath and cough and coughing up a lot of junk and stuff, good idea to come in. Mm -hmm. Now, a question I had um, from someone before I came in today telling him we were going to talk about this. Does the cold weather cause any of this? or just it's just seasonal time of year that mm -hmm. that we get it mm -hmm. yeah you're not going to get it from going out in the cold but you get it you're getting it from other people mm -hmm. gotcha it will be good when we can open our windows and let the fresh air in. yeah that'll help that, that'll be we are all yeah. looking forward to that day right right yes right. very good very good well, of course, we're reading Little House on the Prairie to our kids right now, and, and they thought malaria was from going down by the river in the stale, warm air. Yes, it's been very interesting. We've been reading Little House on the Prairie and uh, just the way they look at some of these medical things. Yeah. But really, it was the mosquitoes, which made sense. They were hanging out down by the, the still air and stuff. They, you, you don't get stung, hit, stung. <laughs> Bit so by the mosquitoes when it's on a breezy day. Right, but, yeah. right. Yeah, that has been, we've, we've learned a few things about medicine in, in recent years all the time, <laughs> right? There's a lot more information. Well, thank you, Dr. Ellsworth, for being in the studio with us today. Thank you, that Mrs. Ellsworth. It was fun to be in here with you today. Oh, oh we, we just one have more. one last question. Oh, look at that, walking right in the door. What is walking pneumonia? Real walking quick. Walking pneumonia. Generally, we're saying pneumonia where we diagnosed it, we could, but we can send you home and, and we'll treat you with antibiotics as opposed to need to put you in the hospital. Okay, very good. And, yep. and keep you in bed in the hospital, <laughs> not let you walk. Gotcha. All right, so you can go home with, with walking pneumonia and, and work on that. Yep. Very good. All right, well, thank you for being in the studio. Thank you for answering our questions today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Um, please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. As always, you can see and hear more from the Prairie Doc online at prairiedoc.org. 
Thank you, Dr. Ellsworth. Thank you. And it's better to walk and stay active, not just stay stay in bed there. We're not going to make We're you stay in bed walking. when you're in hospital. We, want, we don't want you to get a blood clot or have your lungs collapse by not breathing deeply. So it's better to stay active as much as we can. Stay active out there. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.